I had five guys show up at their, you know, their scheduled slot times. And they all had like 12 minutes to make a first impression on my friend using tongues and fingers only penis stays in the pants. And and then I did pregame interviews when they showed up. I did post game like they're sweaty, like LeBron coming out of the fourth quarter and (laughs) be like, how do you think it went? And then they left and then she would tell us how it really went. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. I took a couple weeks off. That I did, which is very unlike me, as you know. So before you get pissed off, just know. <laughs> no, I was just talking to Andrew and we're like, we're just saying how we get pissed at our favorite podcasts when they when they don't post, when they usually do. And it's like, where is it? <laughs> Fuck, what's going on? Throwing off my entire week. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I felt not posting. I was like, I've been feeling so off. Um, a little out of routine. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm dealing with some health stuff. I'm about to get my boobies taken out. I'm getting an explant. Um, yeah, my fake boobs are coming out. I've been experiencing a lot of health problems, like symptom after symptom after symptom. And I'll leave that for another episode. But it's been pretty gnarly. <laughs> and it's uh, demanded me to take more breaks and take more naps and podcast a little less, unfortunately. But I am here. I can't wait to share this episode with you because it is really, it's just so chill and real and funny. And um, yeah, probably one of the most real dudes I've ever met. Um, I don't know why I called him a dude. He's not a dude. He's a really just incredible man. And we had a lot of fun on this this interview. His name's Billy Persida. And he's a New York City comedian, a writer, and host of the Man Horror Podcast. I was on the Man Horror Podcast. Uh, go check it out because Billy is an incredible interviewer. And um, it was just, it was a lot of fun being on his show. I felt like some of my most realness came out with him. And I feel like, you know, it was the same with this show. Just two people talking about some real experiences, having fun in the process, and um, yeah, just super lighthearted and a little sad and depressing in certain moments, but <laughs> we laugh at it because we're human and we have those sides too. So <laughs> it's overall pretty great. Here is Billy. What do you feel about people asking your body count? I hate the phrase body count. I got that. I do yesterday. too. Two days ago, somebody asked me this. I was like, it's a dumb. I mean, let's just pause to be like, ew, ew, gross. <laughs> but here's a number. You know, it's like. <laughs> I, I feel like for us as millennials, it used to be what's your number, right? Yeah. And the new thing to ask is what's your body count? So yeah, yeah. Gen Z, somebody, somebody in between made it very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very, it's already an aggressive question. It's very personal. Now there's like, how many people have you killed? I want to start just being like three and people be like, <laughs> only three? I'm like, I mean, yeah, murder takes a while. It's a lot of planning. You got to <laughs> think it through. You want to have a decent reason. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, 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 but if people, even before when people ask the number, uh, oftentimes I would respond first with, is there a reason why you're asking? Like, what does that mean to you? Mm. Why do you want to know? Like, what's my answer going to give you? What? Is yeah. it just like, uh, is it just trivia? Like I can give, I'll give it to you if it's like a trivia, but if you're going to attach some sort of deep meaning to it, and then I got to be real annoying and say like, oh, are we talking about PIV sex and uh, vanilla people will go, what's PIV? And the sluts will be like, um, any sort of sexual activity that can come to <laughs> orgasm. And then I'll be like, oh, cool. That's a different number. You know, it's, it's like, what does that even mean to you? 
yeah. you talk to queer people, it's a different, right? It's a different question, different answer. Totally. And so, uh, you know, is a thing. <laughs> it's funny. All right. Next question. Uh, what's your favorite part about dating? I love the first initial connection, like with somebody. I mean, if there's a connection, um, I, I love if there's a spark, man, sometimes like there's no spark like that first spark. It's, it, it, mm-hmm. If it doesn't progress to like the big L and like the biggest of L's, I mean, sometimes it can diminish, you know, the first date sometimes is better. And then you realize when you learn more about each other, oh, it's not as strong. But that first date and that first spark, that first kiss, that's chef's kiss. Uh, it's it's just it's a lot of fun. It's really exciting. It's really uh, cool to get to know somebody new. It's cool to almost like like there's the mystery of like, will this click? And so the first, once it clicks the first time you go, oh, don't mean give it to me. Mm, it's kind of so, like yeah, riding. I, it's a high. Yeah. 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 I like I like the high of a really good first date. Mm, cool. What's your favorite part about sex? coming is that not all of our favorite part <laughs> uh similar no, it's similar it's it's that you know kind of uh that mystery of like wh- what will this chemistry be and then finding out and if it's good you're like this is amazing i'm i'm right now doing like a stunty uh bonus uh, I'm, I'm doing a stunty episode of my podcast called the uh, the oral sex auditions part two of uh, many years ago, I did this episode. My friend Roxanne was complaining about men not eating pussy or like be bragging about doing it. And then they're like, not even good at it. And that type of thing. Yeah. So I said, yeah. let's hold auditions. <laughs> what and does that I, mean? I had five guys show up at their, you know, their scheduled slot times. And they all had like 12 minutes to make a first impression on my friend using tongues and fingers. Only penis stays in the pants. and then i did pre-game interviews when they showed up i did post-game like they're sweaty like lebron coming out of the fourth (laughs) quarter and be like how do you think it went and then they left and then she would tell us how it really went and that and so we did that for a bunch of dudes it's my most popular episode of all time oh what's it called oh 180 okay episode 180 it's the oral sex auditions so oh my god I'm in the process of recording. I did the first one last Saturday and scheduling the rest of them because apparently uh, I forgot to remember that I have to also schedule thinking about people's cycles, but it's reversed in that I am being put to like the test. Uh, so I am going down on multiple different women uh, for like I have 15 minutes in the room with them and Roxanne has come back to be the guest host and she interviews oh. them before and after uh because wouldn't it be funny if i'm not good i thought (laughs) yeah right and i I bring up to say it's like so on saturday we had we had the first person come in and just the spark was amazing and so it was just really fucking because i don't know these women i have not like some texting uh for some i didn't know exactly what she looked like that was on purpose i kind of want to like what were possible have that mystery and so i walk in the door and she's a babe and then and then like she's a great and I'm like I, I was like it's I was like it's stupid how hot you are and then like I asked the kisser and she's a good kisser I'm like oh sick that's great too um I don't have to like be down there being like I can't even come back up to kiss her um and and then like I and then we just had really good at least oral sexual chemistry and uh, had a great fucking time oh my god that's I such a cool project. so much calm it was great well so much calm <laughs> Did she did she go so down much. on you? No, no, no. It's, That's it's the just whole, you. The whole thing is I have the whole thing is I just 15 minutes to make a first impression. Penis stays in the pants. Oh, yes. Yes. You said that. OK, well, because how often how often do you like how think about it this way? How often have you gotten oral sex without having to do something for him back? You know what I mean? Hmm. So that's Not like often. a common complaint I'll see. Like even there's a subreddit. I don't know how much you're on Reddit. There's subreddits for everything. There's a, there's some hookup subs. There's one called Random Acts of Blowjob. Okay. And that's where like it matches people with dicks and people who want to suck those dicks. And mm-hmm. then there's alternatively Random Acts of Muff Dive. Similar premise. But let me tell you, I have done a, quite a few of both of those meetups. where I've, And like I'll, and I see the posts. In the blowjob ones, it's like I'm looking to suck dicks. In the random acts of muff dive ones, there's sometimes they have to mention, hey, this is no recip. I just want it to be about me. As if like 
when even when they meet up for the purpose of eating their pussy, there are guys who are still like, yeah, but my dick's hard. Can you help out? Wow. I can see that. Yeah. So she wants to touch it like we can meet up again another time to do that or not. But yeah, uh, the the purpose of this episode is like just just that. That's why I asked, honestly, because like just intuitively, I'm like, well, you have had to have wanted her to give you head and like made it like not like made, you know, not made her. But I do feel like most guys are like, come on, like I'm you can't just leave that, you know, I, uh, I just, uh, when yeah, my no, dating phases, it was like that it was very much like that. Like there's you couldn't definitely get a lot of that it. amongst the dudes for sure. I think with me for that particular case, I actually never once because I was so fucking she had once she had a great vulva and she was like a square. She was very communicative. So I had a I could have stayed down there for like ever and um, moving around again, different angles going. And, and so I actually never even thought about her fucking around with my cock the most i could have been into is like oh like maybe i'll get down here like i would like to maybe jerk myself off but mm-hmm. I, truly depending on the chemistry depending on what's going on for the connection we were having in that bed uh i i really actually never thought i'm like my dick was hard at, at several times but i i never actually even thought about that because i was like so into what i was doing i was having like so much fun yeah what, i'm not tell- gonna pretend like that happens with everybody but like in that case, I was like, I'm good with what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. What is your give me three tips for guys for eating out a woman? You don't like saying eating pussy, do you? <laughs> I don't think I've ever said pussy on my show. You say that? She said pussy. No, wait, wait. What, pussy. What, <laughs> All right. What's the it. terminology you like to use as a sex expert? Um, I'm trying to think because that's it's funny that it didn't naturally come out as pussy. Um, I say pussy like to my boyfriend, like when I talk about, you know, I use the word to my friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I do mostly use pussy, but on my podcast, I probably, what do you get more clinical on the podcast? Yeah. The podcast is more like, you know, when you're going down on her and you're like Mm. licking her clit and you're, you know, I could say cunnilingus if that makes everyone more comfortable. <laughs> but frankly, I think cunnilingus. No, no, we're we're good to be real pussy. here. Yeah, <laughs> I have to get over my uh pussy fear. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, uh, first tip is you have to give a shit, which seems to be a first barrier for a lot of dudes. Uh, why don't guys care about that? Like, why is that not? Are they just nervous that they're not going to be good? Like, is it ego? Uh, I think there's a major empathy gap between like men and women and uh from the minimal research i am just a comedian with a dumb fuck show so take my research with a grain of salt take my research as seriously as when someone researched like election fraud at at thanksgiving right so just you know (laughs) follow up but like i I had to write an article for mashable back in the fall about like how men talk about sex and from something i could see it was like there wasn't they couldn't find like a a biological reason why we would score so much lower on eq tests than women because Mm -hmm. men tradition have historically like scored lower on like emotional intelligence um tests than than women so there's like the argument was like probably socialization men are taught to be like this men be you know young boys not told to stuff down feelings whatever um go get sex as a prize right so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think the first uh, you really can't be good at giving pleasure if you don't care about them, because even some dudes might like look up videos because they want to be good at it because like they want to they you know, it's an ego. It's like I want to be I want to be known that I make everybody squirt and then they'll pay five hundred dollars for a squirting class. And and and, and I mean, I'm glad you're getting some technical proficiency, but I don't think that helps if you're not paying attention. So mm-hmm. I guess like first you got to give a shit. Number two is like pay attention to the nonverbals. Um, I mean, Jesus, like if you can feel that involuntary muscle spasm in the back of a hamstring or something, right? You, those are good tells. Um, bucking of the, the way their body's moving, the way their breathing changes. It's just there's some like you can fake moaning. There's some stuff in your body that's a little harder to fake. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just like keeping out for that, because sometimes I'm down there and like no, this ain't working. OK, this ain't working. Uh, let me try this. It's like if you took a squirting class, like there's going to be a lot of fingering involved in that. But, you know, you got to be careful when you go in there. You got to be mindful of what's going on. How many fingers can you put? If you watched a video and they taught you, you're putting these two fingers in to do blah, 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 blah. But this person might need only one finger or might might can only have one finger, at least to start. 
So if you're just like, well, I saw the video and it said this. I mean, when I'm when I if I am taking my fingers not to be whatever, but like if I'm going to go in like I'm I'm not just jamming in. I'm like getting like a soft in because if I feel too much tightness, I'll just go with one or I'll like mm. look up at her and make eye contact, which I know is terrifying for some people. But like eye contact, it, just like in, oh, like, so are good. we good? I feel OK, cool. And that, then I can do mm. the video thing or I'm like, oh, I got to pull out. Let's do one finger at first um and maybe they work up to it so there's a paying attention to their body as opposed to like paying attention to some sort of technical series of steps you learned um yeah. which is good to learn stuff like that just there's a human element involved yeah um from a general that, standpoint because it's always going to be different for every woman in some way there's always going to be some tweak yeah Absolutely. I mean, there's a, and there's a lot of tweaks that like can apply to a lot of people, but you have so you have to have like a lot of tweaks in your toolbox. You mm -hmm. know, you have to be ready to um, to audible. I'm down there sometimes like Peyton Manning. I'm like uh, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha, <laughs> shallower depth, shallower depth. Pull back the clitoral hood on two on two. Right. And, and then, yeah, ideally we get the playoff. And, so, and sometimes we yeah. go, sometimes we get sacked in the backfield and it's like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe this ain't my, this ain't the team. That's fine. <laughs> That's kind of what this Good episode try. might become, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I like that you say that because yeah, I do. I do feel like some guys are just like when in my, when I was dating, some guys were just way too confident doing what they were doing. And I was like, what are you doing? You know? And, and maybe it did work for another woman. And you know, or maybe they just watched a video and assumed it would work for me. But like the lack of communication that would go on between uh, around reading my body and also communicating with me to make sure I was enjoying it was just not there. Like when I was dating, it was almost like laughable because all the guys I was with, like, first of all, it was like to get them to go down. It was probably like 30 percent of them would be like, oh, like roll their eyes sometimes of like, come on. Like, I don't know do why you still fuck that guy. I don't know why any of you are not saying, oh, you rolled your eyes out. That's it. That's it. No, no. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. But no, no, no. Men need. I feel like men specifically human beings, but particularly men, people just need to learn that there's consequence for shit. And sometimes it's like sometimes you have to have an unfortunate situation to remember the next time with the next mm. person. So never when, to fucking do that again. Eyes, <laughs> yeah. As, ladies, if you listen, as soon as he rolls the eyes, don't give him a chance Goodbye. to win back out. Yeah. Maybe you give him a chance a different night and he can come back and you don't have to say something. And if he does it naturally, oh, the, the dog learned. But uh, if not, no, oh, don't fuck these guys. Yeah. Make there be a negative feedback loop. No, that's a really good point. And I never, yeah, I didn't answer any of his texts again. Never saw him again. Never slept with him again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that was the most recent one, which was a few years ago. Um, but in my early college years, like 18, when I was like drunk all the time, like having drunk sex with everyone, like it was like, that's where I saw the biggest douchebags, of course, when, yeah. you know, they were young and they were just like, blow me and like, I'll do you after. And then they just disappear. I learned from my sex worker friends, you get paid up front. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> a deposit. And then, uh, you know, it's, and, and if you yeah, and if you are, I, I will hold space for like if you are um, nervous, if you don't think you know what you're doing, if you're inexperienced, just say so. I mean, don't say it like you're telling them you have cancer, but be like, hey, look, I got, I'm going to be up front with you. Like, um, yeah, you're a babe. A hold, yeah. It's like, hey, you're a babe. Love your body. I turn your headphones up. OK. Um, and, and I really want to go down to you. But I don't have a ton of experience if you're with a sexually confident woman, like she will direct you. She'll give the, even I didn't need quote unquote need like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing in general. But on Saturday, she told me like, Hey, a little softer. Okay. Now you can go harder. All right. I want to take a short break and remind you of my PE course. Yes. Premature ejaculation. If you are struggling, feeling in control of your ejaculation, then you want to join my course. The link is in the show notes, and it's going to help you understand where your personal PE is coming from. Therefore, what is the best PE exercise to do? I have about 15 exercises within this course, and they will be tied to your cause of PE. 
I want you to fully understand your PE because when you fully understand it, you can control it. I want you to control it so you can enjoy sex again. You don't have to have anxious thoughts going into sex. It could feel good. It could just feel simple and sexy and fun. So let's bring the fun back into sex. Go check out my PE course. Link is in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, uh, when I had my fingers in her, she said, I don't need to be fucked. I actually just want more like uh, stroking and pressure like on the G spot. Like she, hey, a little to the left. If you ask for instruction and she knows how to, and she's confident speaking about her body, she'll give you instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be afraid to ask if you, if you really are nervous and, yeah. and earnest about it is what I would say. And if she rolls her eyes and assumes you should just know her body, then I think that's more her insecurity speaking than mm-hmm. anything else, because that's not fair either, you know, for mm-hmm. women to just be like, you should just know what to do because, mm-hmm. you know, you, we should both know to ask questions and check in with each other and our bodies. Yep. Yep. What's a lesson you learned that changed your life? Gosh, are we talk- we're talking about sex and dating? <laughs> <laughs> Well, not really. I was just thinking in general. So let's not even make it about. Don't sex. get into comedy. It doesn't pay very well. You're gonna <laughs> possibly limit your 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 outlook in life. Uh, certain women might not want to build a future with you because you don't seem financially stable. I mean, I I didn't know if we were going that dark or if it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was really depressing, really fast. I I can go there. Uh, <laughs> I am a sad <laughs> clown. So. Uh, you know, I've had I had I've had to. I mean, there's been different examples over the course of like my twenties and all. Um, but you know, I had my first realization of it probably at like 24, 25. Uh, remember that like, it's not, and this is for anybody it is not really gendered. There's stuff going on. That's not about you that you don't know is going on. And not everything negative that happens around you is happening to you. Someone cancels on a date. Someone, uh is late someone's not texting you back a certain amount you maybe they're not interested maybe they're being shitty and maybe some other shit in life is happening and you're gonna seem like it it, there's only so many times you can be a look like a real asshole before you learn that lesson and it's really great if you can learn that lesson without um being an asshole because i've been an asshole uh, multiple times and then I was oh fu- okay that's very reasonable explanation I'm gonna go in this corner and die now um, you know it's fucking yeah. yeah life happens and let's just remember that like we experience something is happening to us but that's not maybe the reality objectively and so just keeping that in mind I think that's mm-hmm. we go back that goes back to empathy so mm-hmm. like keep the empathy brain on uh, before you jump to x just remember like what what else could be going on here and even if they're being shitty like r- what's really the cost someone's being mm-hmm. shitty you're not going to talk to them again it's fine right like it doesn't matter yeah just yeah. move on yeah yeah i had a i had a case going on mm-hmm. with like a, a a lover of mine uh, a couple months ago where like some stuff was going on where i had been really explicit about um something i needed in terms of communication and it was repeatedly not happening as well as like, sometimes she'll make like these like comments that are kind of like self-deprecating or passive aggressive kind of out of nowhere. And so, and I was, it was really turning me off, especially the self-deprecating. It's like, Hey, be nice to you. Cause like, I like you and it's not fun to watch you be not nice to the person I like, which don't mm. you dare hold me to the same standard though. And so <laughs> You know, I kind of called her out on it um, for like an additional time. And she said, hey, can you come over on like Sunday and uh, talk? There's some stuff going on with me. I was like, OK, uh, so I go when I go over on Sunday, I did, I literally as I drove over was telling myself empathy brain, empathy brain. She says something's going on. And I was experiencing some of this stuff is happening to me because it's stuff I asked to not happen and they kept happening. So I'm like, this is happening to me. She's doing those things I keep asking her not to do. Uh, some of the other stuff was stuff I, you know, I'm not going to share, but just it had it was all communication based. And so I get there and it turned out she was dealing with something really serious, really internal that I had no idea about or, I, mm-hmm. or that I had no idea was was so bad. Um, and I didn't go in there like, so what the fuck is happening? I was just like, OK, so like what's going on? And I just let her talk and she's sharing and she's 
be in earnest and she's being very vulnerable. And so, and it, and it also reasonably explained what was happening. Uh, I also got an apology for the type of things that for the stuff that was happening. I also got permission to push back on her softly moving forward. If she's doing it again, knowing where it's coming from, but that also doesn't mean that it's okay to keep doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just got there to, and then I was like, okay, now I'm just here to take care of this person I care about. Now this isn't about like this thing is happening to me. I've like demanded an explanation from that. Now I'm just here to like take care of a person. But you know, if the same thing had happened three, five, 10 years ago, I could not have done that. I would have been a real fucking jerk. And then it would have blown out in some big loud, like, well, you know what? I'm actually struggling with blank. And I would have felt like a real mm -hmm. fucking jerk. And mm -hmm. it, I would have, you know, gone to a corner and died. Continued to make it about you instead of being empathetic towards her. Yeah. And again, this is not gender. I do think there is an empathy gap between the men's and the women's, but like I, it, this for anybody, it's like, it's yeah. not always about you. Like it, when, when you mm -hmm. decenter yourself from stuff, that's one of the biggest things I've learned the last like five ish, six years. When you decenter yourself, oh my, do things change? So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. That's actually something I've been taking into practice lately, too, is like, why do we take all these little things so fucking seriously and so personally and attach so much like crazy emotion to it all and then hurt other people and hurt ourselves when it's just like, does, do I have to be reacting this way? Like, how can I just, you know, be my best self, be there for this person, like see more logic and things. I don't know. I just, that's like some, that's a turn I made recently. Just dealing with shit in life. We're all going to die one day. Steph, now who's getting dark? <laughs> You're rubbing off on me. Yeah, Sad the, clown. The, the dark realities <laughs> podcast. Uh, the dark reality <laughs> fuck show. Let's do it. Let's get depressed and talk about sex. Oh, that's so hot. <laughs> it's a it's a hot it's a it's a it's a great uh, discussion among uh, the goth girls at Hot Topic. It's, uh, <laughs> right. Life is meaningless except orgasms. We got to make sure that happens. It's the only way to get through yeah. this existence. <laughs> exactly. How was the Man Horror podcast created? Where did this come from? Was this like genuine conversations with with exes where you were really curious as to why things were ending or was it kind of like this experiment from the beginning? Um, I had this weird problem, like kind of like right, almost right away. In I had a girlfriend um, my freshman year of college. Um, but like, I mean, middle school, high school, like girls, not a thing I could really seem to make happen. And um, wrote a lot of love, uh, unrequited love poetry, stuff like that. Uh, in college, I had this weird problem. And, and in my early 20s where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And some people might some dudes are listening to that and they're like i do not see the problem this is <laughs> yeah. sounds awesome uh but no like i wanted a really i'm very i'm romantic i'm like i'm i like cuddles and talking about feelings and holding hands and good sex and all that but i wanted um i wanted the love stuff and every time anytime it wasn't like every time i hooked up with somebody but just whenever i did want to escalate to like boyfriend girlfriend it was always the chick who told me she wanted to keep it super catch right mm. maybe that's a product of partially where i was you know i went to nyu i was here in new york city i was out here in these streets and then um you know it was always let's just keep it cash but normally when you like when one person expresses like feelings and then the other was like oh i don't have those usually it ends but they were still all like hey no 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 come back keep your emotions to yourself but come and do that thing with your mouth i like you know and <laughs> when it just happened over and over again, I mean, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was I, I met this chick on Tinder. We had two really strong, mutually acknowledged connected dates, right? Like we went and got drinks, super connected, hot makeout, met, met up again, hooked up a bit. Super, like we're both, we're both texting each other being like, this chemistry is insane. This is awesome. I'm thinking I'm 24 and I'm thinking like, wow, this is actually, it's, it's happening because so I had a serious girlfriend in like five years. And so I was like, oh, this is great. And uh, and then she went and then I just tell my therapist because I'd had this idea of like some sort of serialized content utilizing um, past partners. I just didn't know if it was a blog or web series. I, I thought maybe it could be a podcast. I told my therapist about the idea because uh, I, I was at time treating my therapist like an agent. Be like, you think this would be a good idea? Because like, I, I need a sounding board. And so, mm -hmm. so I was. 
she goes off to upstate for Thanksgiving break. She reconnects with the old boyfriend. She gives me a call and says, hey, I'm so sorry, but like, we're going to give it another go. Mm. I'm crushed. I go to therapy that first like Tuesday after Thanksgiving and I say what happens. And the first thing out of my therapist, Dr. Webster says, so you're going to do that podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Shot some texts. Enough people were down to do it. I bought some gear. Uh, and yeah, and so I, I started having these uh, conversations about like, why didn't we work out? And, and sometimes there's nothing really there. You know, my episode mm -hmm. one is with Nikki from Tinder. That was, you know, she that was not going to go anywhere. But I didn't, no one needed it to go anywhere. But it was a really fun conversation. She like had accused me of like giving her oral gonorrhea and like sent me this like weird text being like, you need to go tell all your little hoes to get checked out. And uh, oh, yeah, by the way, you weren't your jokes were like mediocre at best. Uh, it was <laughs> damn funniest thing you said was that, you know, when you were quoting Jim Gaffigan, I'm like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> unnecessary. Oh. Uh, and and, and, and it by the way, it turned out it was just mono. Someone else gave her no big deal. So, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, uh, but then, you know, the second episode is with Mistress J, who like I, I actually did like and had complicated feelings about dating seriously. And, and, and we kind of got a little more into that. And I got a little bit more clarity about like why we didn't work out. I think that was that was great. Uh, but yeah, so it, was, it, the, it started with like I wanted a relationship and I wanted to find out why I was like fuckable, but not boyfriend material. And the reason it's called Man Whore Podcast is not like this. Hey, I'm a man whore. Check out. I fingered people and went to Bukakis. It, it, it was because, you know, I'm very like open. I'm a, I'm a pretty open book on a date. I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't know how to like hold back. I've had to like learn filters. And, you know, so if we talking about sexual histories, I, I tried a lot of stuff. I'd had a decent amount of sex in a short period of time going to NYU. Uh, we had Craigslist out here in New York City. I indulged. So like I did some fun, interesting, crazy shit. And so I think women would hear these stories and they'd always just say stuff like, oh, my God, you're you're such a man whore. Or you're really slutty or that's great. But like I, th I, I was nervous that in the back of their head they were going, but I can't like. You, you can't bring that guy home to mom. Mm. So I legit thought on top of it being like, I think a good podcast style that stands out. I just, I thought it, it really acknowledged the idea of like, I was nervous. I might be too slutty to love. And mm. so I was like, let's do that little thing where we kind of put it out there. Um, so, you know, that that's the origin story of the joint. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never would think that, a guy would feelings? think that way. Like, am I <laughs> like, am I too slutty to love? You know, I I'm trying to think if I ever felt that way about a guy. I don't think so. I mean, for me, it always seemed like in my younger years, like maybe teens and early twenties, I'd be like, oh, he's like, he's like a man whore. But like, if he's with me, that would be like such a compliment because he chose me out of all the whores. Mm. Or, you know, his hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know what no, I mean? I so it's like even it would be like a reward if a man whore chose me. Um, yeah. Like but taming, that's when I had a fucked up him. mindset too around dating and love. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and especially when, we, you know, you think about like non-monogamy and all that, where it's like, you know, not about like choosing the exclusivity is not this like. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is interesting. And by the way, it probably more turns out that I'm just like, I don't make enough money to be like a fiscally responsible life partner. But uh, it's it's <laughs> might be a little bit my personality. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. What is your dating life look like now? Like, do you choose to have like multiple lovers at a time? Like, what are you looking for? Are you open to sharing that? I mean, yeah, I'm open to sharing right now. I'm like, I am still reeling. Uh, I'm an inappropriate length of time after a very long 2022 of uh breaking up getting back together breaking up like a yeah mm. they um the the woman i thought i was gonna like have kids with and like i thought like, uh, like well, we're gonna have a life together um that was uh that ended for real for real in the fall but like we had like three or four of breaking up i met her a week after she left a husband uh that she'd been with for 12 years oh wow she was my age like we were at you know school together um we briefly knew each other back then. So it was just more, she did her entire twenties and lockdown with one dude. 
Uh, and wow. I met her literally a week after she left the guy. And I just, I think bad timing uh, is a major factor. So there's a lot of like, anyway, yeah, I'm pretty reeling from that. So I'm not, as I said, I've told people, I'm not romantically available. Uh, mm-hmm. I am emotionally available. I like to like the people that I fuck. I just, I'm, I'm not in a rush. Some people would describe what I'm doing as solo poly, I guess. So I'm, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't love using labels. I then have to explain anyway. I think labels are useful when I can say it. And most people know what I mean. No one knows what anybody means anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, okay, I know what poly. What's solo poly? I'm like, you know what? I I could skip that part and just say what I mean. And so it's uh, like, I guess, like my most important relationship is with myself right now, and doing doing my healing and and focusing a bit more on work. I haven't swiped on apps really this calendar year. Uh, Tinder and Bumble have undownloaded themselves. I didn't delete them. They just were like, let's give them some time. Let's leave him alone for. <laughs> they a, left you. Yeah, he's hurting. It's um, and so like I have some lovers in my life, and I meet people, uh, and so that's cool. And so yeah, I like to have like you know I have multiple lovers. I have multiple, um, you know, friends that I have sex with or don't have sex with or coming in and out of that. Um, I go to sex parties, and you know, I, I still have my fun. I still have a sex life. I just I'm mm-hmm. not um, I I have to be my own priority for now. And so I've just been really clear up front. Uh, like one of the one of the people I'm with, uh, I see I've been seeing since like the end of June, and we're just really good friends. We have a re- fun sexual chemistry, and she she's aware. Like we've all, and some people would hear that and go like, "No, she's just waiting for you." No, they're not, because I tell them mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey, don't keep fucking me." If I tell them up front, like this is not a thing where if you just wait it out, I will become. A, I do not know. I do not want you holding out for something like that. And if this is someone who is a friend who cares about you, who will celebrate you and try to make you come, if if that's not enough, then like we well, let's go bang once. I mean, but no, it's uh, it, it's a, <laughs> let's not do the yeah, thing. And so, there. you know, I got some regular folks like and, and I meet them in different places. So the chick from late June I met on field. I, another friend of mine is like I met her at a bar in the fall and then like another you know my most recent newer person in my life like we we met like several months ago at a sex party we hooked up there and then it was like but like let's hang out you like basketball yeah i like sports like okay cool she asked me she's the basketball nut uh i'm (laughs) my sport (laughs) is football so i'm still waiting for mine football and roller derby there you want you want a hot dating tip real quick everybody especially dudes you want to seem you want to seem cool Roller, you take your take, find your local roller derby league, take her the roller derby. Is what is roller date? You don't know roller derby? <laughs> no, what is that? You didn't see 2008's classic film Whip It, starring Drew Barrymore and uh, and, no, uh, Juliet Lewis. And I'm forgetting what he changed his name to, but uh, the um, the trans dude from Juno, uh, oh, it's great, it's about roller derby and. Roller derby is just like is is chicks on skates and it fills in the violent gap that when NFL is done in February that I have to wait till the fall for. Now, there is some new leagues in between. I might give them a chance, but like I'm already emotionally attached to roller derby. So, yeah, basically they're on skates. So it's like they're they're racing around, but you can like you can do some you hip can, like checks. hit each other. Oh, you can shit. do like there's rules. You have to do like hip checks and shit. But I mean, I one time was at Coney Island. I was watching a bout and I saw a chick get clotheslined and she, they stopped the whole thing for five minutes. She's oh down. Oh my God. It was so sick. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this is the thing. I need to go. Oh, yeah, watch. it's great. What makes you feel like now that you're kind of just taking care of yourself, but still having an active sex life, having fun, but not being romantically available? What needs to happen for you to be romantically available again? I need to be able to hear Caroline Polachek songs and not cry. Mm. You know, uh, no, I, I, I don't know. It's uh, my, we're at the point we've crossed the threshold where the therapist is now. I will say like, I hate that I'm still reeling over this and he's finally acknowledging it is, it is a little long. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. And it's like, I know, I, I know, but he it's, we're at the point where he's acknowledging like, bro, get, gotta get over there. Um, 
Yeah, look, this was a person that uh, it's it wasn't just that I was in love with her. Um, I know I will be in love again. It's not I mean, when I, did I that end? The last official breakup where like we were together and broke up was um, early May of last year. But then she creeped back into the life and there was a will they won't they there was a little bit of this and that um, there was like a maybe. And then in November. Like pretty final kibosh was put on that uh mm, so, this past november yeah this past Thank november you. okay yeah so uh i yeah i gotta be in a place where i just i'm not it's again so what, what i was saying was like it's not um it's not just like oh i'll never be love. i just i feel like i unlock the secret level in the game of love or whatever it's not just like oh i'm on love it's like no but if you open if you t- if you hit the left button twice and hit the knock on that wall in between the second and third doors actually a different door opens up and you're in this entire different like secret level that's what it felt like i never i've been in love before mm-hmm. right i've been in relationships i've also thought i was in love and wasn't right like i've you know people want to tell me x y and z i go not for nothing in my defense i have good volume to compare everything against and there's nothing that's been like this one before uh it, it, so i just it's just harder to get over it's taking a little more time yeah i it's hard to acknowledge that uh that like i might not get into that secret level again it's like i had the best mm-hmm. heroin and it's like heroin's still great i mean no one should do heroin i have not done heroin i just hear things i hear it's great it has to be great if people are risking death but like it, it's terrible to do no so it's like yeah. it's like i've had the best and like i can go have heroin and enjoy heroin but it's i'm always going to be like and that's there so i'm still trying to i'm trying to rationally work high. it yeah so i'm trying to like rationally work it out of like okay maybe we don't get to experience all the things all the time so it's like i had that i got to experience what that was great Maybe let's go like kick ass professionally right now. Like I've got some good, I got a lot of cool things in the fire. I got this like pretty successful monthly naked comedy show going on in New York. I've got this like small um, project I'm trying to, uh, I'm finished publishing, uh, you know, the podcast hit nine years. Uh, I got, I got some stuff I'm working on. I, I've been writing for Mashable um, in the last okay. like six months. So, okay, well maybe, maybe let's go kick ass there. And maybe I can learn. I'm trying to f- learn how to appreciate what I had instead of just like lamenting that I may not have that specific feeling again, even though I'll have mm. love again. I just maybe I maybe one day I'll be able to go like, man, that wasn't that great. That's cool. And this person's great, too. Right now, I'm worried about like committing myself, prioritizing somebody and still longing over somebody and which would be shitty for them. So I don't yeah. want to even get into that. And I want to have a better hold of this before I am. Um, I pursue I I don't want to expose somebody else to that too much right now. I don't feel bad if I have to open up to a lover about her. We call her wallet note lady. If I have to talk about wallet note lady, which I I try to minimize, but like I don't feel bad about it because like this is first and foremost, my friend, we have sex, but they care about me. So Mm -hmm. if I'm having a hard time, I can I can talk about it. Yeah. And I like how you set very strict, like obvious boundaries with, you know, the people you're sleeping with now, because that just creates some more comfortable environment for the two of you. And I think, you know, everyone can learn from that to, you know, if you're, if you're just sleeping around and and there's any guilt about it, or like, you're not sure if you're leading her on, just be upfront, like, you know, just from day one, be upfront and tell it how it is so that they know exactly where you're at. And then you could, if you're receiving, if you're receiving that upfrontness also have the discipline to go, oh, this seems great. But if you can't handle what they're putting up there, don't go in that. It's like you watching a horror movie. Don't go in that. You ever, don't go in that door. You're such an idiot. Stop. <laughs> you, ever see, you ever see a horror movie on 125th Street? Just don't, don't go in there. Right. <laughs> so just don't do it. It's yeah. uh, or be like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to bang it once that. I mean, if you can regulate, if you can do that, you know, oh, you know, fine. I'll just this is in the love box. I'm going to keep this dude to like a dude. I don't text too much. And sometimes we fuck and grab drinks. If you can do that, cool. But like, have some discipline and like know yourself of what you actually can and can't handle. Um, But yeah, no, I try to set that up front because like some people will say, "What I warned you." Yeah, yeah, no, that's just as important. What you're saying is the discipline. Like, I was with um, I was with someone for seven years on and off, 
um, just as a fuck buddy. Like we were just fuck buddies. And I wanted something more every so often I would crave something more like every couple of years. And we would have this talk and he was like, no, like I'm not, I'm not wanting that. And like, blah, blah, blah. And then I would end up sleeping with him again. And then it just, we became really good friends. And then it was just seven years of like, is he my friend? Like he's, he's always rejecting me when I want to, when I want something more, like, why am I still here with him? What am I doing? Like, what? how is good this? was that dick? It was so good. <laughs> no it was honestly just so fun being with him and we had such good chemistry it wasn't even just about like the actual sex itself we had a lot of sex how good was that dick stephanie it was it was good (laughs) it was good even more so though honestly like he would go down on me a lot i will say that it was more about that than his dick man the bar is so low (laughs) so you know know how low the bar is the bar is right above her pubic bone and or it's like it's right (laughs) below sorry it's like right above her kneecaps and you just gotta lean over it into her crotch that's 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 where the bar is all you gotta do (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was so sad leaving that relationship like i remember crying multiple times because i'm like can i do this you know like can i leave this friendship or sex sex relation, whatever the fuck this is. Like I was so like confused and aggravated, but like he kept telling me this is what it is. It's not going anywhere. And I was like, this is my fault. Then this is on me. Like I need to break this. And even though he kept texting me, like I struggled and fought to just ignore, ignore. And then I finally did it and he stopped and I'm like, I'm like free of that. But it was, it was hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. Um, I'm like nervous because if she calls right now, if I do not, if I, uncheck the do not i also actually have you know i love one i love the do not disturb setting as like an add person uh and but you can set like different ones you know that like yeah you yeah. have a different set so there's a general and then you can have specific the personal one is literally like mute everything but her i will you can ping me if it's her if that pings i'm not gonna drop this thing but i'll be like fuck what does it say can you I, totally I, would even <laughs> i'll be right back 100%. Well, I, one, I hit the wrong one by accident because I have to hit do not disturb because if it does ping, I don't know if I can handle it. Uh, sometimes, like, you know, mm-hmm. financials, she really wants to like build a family. And since the relationship, her marriage deteriorated right when they were starting to do that, I, you know, she's in, a, she feels a little rushed because of the biological stuff. And so, you know, I, when I remember uh, when, remember when the Powerball and Mega Million were getting like stupid high last year mm-hmm. a few times? So I would do like a mega or Powerball pool with my with my listeners. Anytime we would like approach a billion, I'd be like, hey, anybody want in on this? We could all quit my podcast together. And so, um, you know, we would do that. And I would actually be nervous about winning because if I won, I would be financially viable. And then I was like, I will give her. a And but then like, would she take me back because of only that? Or would she take me back? Because like she, and you know, they, they yeah. pre- present actual conundrums that I am sure I with like, Two hundred million dollars. I could afford the therapy to deal with it, but um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah. Oh my god! So that and 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 it's not even though I'm non-monogamous and even or poly or whatever. Like, and there are people who are really supportive poly partners. Uh, the the chick I met the the sex party, like who I who I see, she's one of those. And even then, I still don't think I'd be able to have another like serious romantic committed partner like that um and know how to balance if while well, no lady came back into my life in any way and so i just don't want to introduce someone to that until i know i can be like a good mm-hmm. boyfriend the way i want to be a good boyfriend and right mm-hmm. now sometimes i need to disappear in a hole for three days and not text anyone back really and when i'm not someone's boyfriend i don't feel as guilty about that mm-hmm. you could be selfish right now because it's if I need to be need. in the moments yeah. I need to be, I can, I can be selfish. Cause when I'm a boyfriend, I like to think I, I, I'm pretty, I, you know, I prioritize them. Uh, There's just always myself. someone else to consider. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, good for you for like knowing, you know, what you need. Um, at least at this point, it's like, you need the discipline. You're going to therapy, like you're taking really big actions in your own life and what, what you're working towards. So, you know, it sounds like you're definitely, taking the actions needed to get to that point. So yeah, yeah. I hope you do. I hope you get there soon and that you're happy. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, you're that. Welcome. All right, Billy. Thanks so much. This is so fun. This is 
this is such a laid back, like humorous conversation. <laughs> like I'm glad it was humorous. Like a- I was like, sometimes I have to be like, I am a comedian. I am. I swear <laughs> to God, if you come to the naked comedy show, you'll be like, oh, OK, he's funny. Uh, if I if you come to a show of mine where like my clothes are on, I'm still sometimes funny. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of comics on my podcast and I feel it, because I like to do sincere connected conversations on the man whore podcast right like i like to mm-hmm. so when i have com- comedians on i have this superpower where I, t- I have really funny people i just had on jay mcbride who's like a fuck who just had a he's a comedy seller regular and has a special up on youtube now and she's great comes on and somehow i make us all unfunny by like but let's talk about feelings oh you know you told that little <laughs> funny thing cool but like what did that mean to you you just ruin it. <laughs> and then at the end, I have to be like, they are really funny. If you listen to them anywhere else, please go follow but them. Here. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I think you're still funny, even when you talk about feelings. So. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Billy, I will. I want you to just leave the guys with some word of advice here and and just take it away. Give a shit. I don't like it because it all trickles out of giving. If you give, if giving a shit is at the core, it all just trickles out naturally. It, it, you know, as, as opposed to me giving a tip to do, how about just feel like you care? And then like, I feel like that will inform more of your decisions. How do you feel like you care? How do you know that you legit care? I don't know. I was just raised by like the probably one of the, like the kindest, most sincere like women in the fucking world, Bobby Presida. Uh, and so I just like was taught to care about other people and sometimes care about other people more than yourself and want to help and all that. Mm-hmm. And that helping is not always with this one. I had to learn in adulthood, but helping is not always doing the things or fixing problems. Sometimes it's just holding an emotional space for another person and Mm. Um, but like, yeah, when you care about others, I think just a lot of your, if that's what informs your decisions, you just tend to make better. Not, I'm not perfect. I'm no angel, but just the pattern is you tend to make more empathetic decisions as opposed to, okay, I, I give a shit. Okay. I give a shit. Now what it's how about just being, go to therapy. How's that? That's my one tip guys go to therapy, start there, do that. They think it's hot now. It's in vogue, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is. whatever gets them through the Everyone's- door, because, you know, a lot of guys uh, d- d- like I think they're hearing the message. Oh, fuck. I go to go to therapy. You know what? You still got to do stuff with it. But at least they're in the door. Some people will mm-hmm. accuse me on occasion of using feminism to get laid. And I would be like, if only all men did that. If only imagine you. I don't know if anyone saw the dark night whatever many years ago there's that scene where like uh harvey dent and the mayor are in there and they're talking about like uh this big rico case and like well all the big cap they'll be able to get out on bail but the middle and low guys won't he and he says imagine what you could do with 18 months of clean streets 18 months of mm-hmm. all men faking feminism just to get laid imagine how much less all that terrible stuff there would be at least for 18 months and some of them might even it might even stick with a few it would be a happy world yeah encourage it i hope this episode helped you if it did i would love for you to leave me an itunes review it would mean the world to me you can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on instagram at steph ganowski and before i go remember your sex life is as good as you make it out to be until next time